0: Hi, welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged. I am your host, Dr. Tammy West, and you probably fairly certain you won't notice a difference in sound if you were listening to us today, so I'm going to have to tell you what I'm actually doing. I am recording this on video as well as the audio podcast. So I tried this, I think, a year or so ago when I was in the other house in the podcast closet where I originally started, and I... I got my phone out and I tried to light the closet and record and put it on YouTube. And after the first time or two, you know, sometimes I just try stuff and then I'm like, that's not going to work at all because it just didn't look great. So I didn't do it anymore. And I know it doesn't have to look perfect. Okay, for example, I had to rig this little mic because I lost my mic clip, but I don't want it to just look awful. And so I have moved the recording out to my garage built studio where I record um keynotes or I do virtual keynotes and like webinars things like that so it's a little bit different so I don't know how it's going to work you know I will occasionally have to like like when I'm recording on the podcast you don't know if I have to look down and say oh what was that story I was going to tell or what was that website but on this you're going to see me do it so but I'm so excited I just want to keep trying to help whoever I can reach with mental and emotional well-being. I mean, I'm super passionate about it. It's become more important than ever through the pandemic. My, my speaking business has just exploded with mental health requests. And I mean, that's good news, bad news. But I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited to try this new venue. And anyway, enough about that. I hope that your week has been wonderful. And I titled this, Um, let's see what did I title that and y'all we're up to episode 104 so I titled this quitting or quitter what's the difference so let me set the stage I need to tell you the story first and hopefully I'll be able to get all of this together so you might remember that my husband is now a full-time photographer during the pandemic he lost his sales job and he's been a photographer for years but now he does a lot of wildlife and landscape so we had exhibited at this art festival in Colorado, I think it was about a year ago, and it was okay, but it's really a Texas art festival. And so we, it was okay in Colorado. In fact, they canceled the second day because it was like torrential weather. We still did pretty well. So he, we decided, he decided we would try one more time in the actual home state of Texas where all of this is located. They do these all the time. So he registered, there's actually one now and three in November. And it was in, it was just, it was outside of Dallas, Texas. So we drove down, we set up, so it was this past Saturday, we set up the day before and when we got there, it was, it was kind of interesting. So we get there and we didn't realize it was in a mall parking lot. Not only was it in a mall parking lot, it was in almost a deserted mall parking lot if you have mall a mall near you you probably know a lot of them are just they were big during the 70s and 80s and now a lot of them are just dead so this was one of those malls so we pull in and the organizer like nothing is taped off if you've ever been to like any sort of craft festival typically you know you have booths and they're very orderly in line nothing was taped off no numbers no nothing so we found the organizer and he said and I quote And I I put this down. Let me make sure that I said what he said. He said, just take the next available spot. Now, bear in mind, there were no spots. There were only a few vendors there. And so we were like, okay. So we looked around and we sort of decided how far we should be from the booth that we were parked closest to. And we started setting up. So we set up all evening The next morning, 8.30, we get back there to finish setting up. It starts at 10. So we have everything ready. We're ready to go, and we're so excited. We're like, okay, here we go. It's Texas, right? His exhibit here was Wild Horses. It's Texas. This should be amazing. So 10 o'clock comes. 10.05, 10.30, 11. You're probably feeling my point. We just, we were not seeing people. I think the whole time we were there, we we talked to a total of five people, and he made two sales, and that was it. Well, the forecast was to be 95 degrees with a heat index of over 100, and we're on black pavement. So every minute that ticks by, every 30 minutes that ticks by, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. We are dripping sweat. Every pore of my body is dripping sweat. We don't really do well with wild temperature extremes, especially my husband, and he has Awful, awful, horrendous allergies. So we're out there. It's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. He is feeling sicker and sicker and sicker. Around 3 o'clock, we made the decision. We're leaving. Many exhibitors were packing up. Many exhibitors were leaving. So we packed up. We got back to our hotel. And this is probably TMI, but we got back to our hotel. And he is looking pretty rough. I I took a picture of the two of us. I feel like we both looked rough. But, and honestly, he looked worse than I did. So I took our picture. I'll post that in the show notes. And I'll post a picture of the festival too and of his booth. We get there. We get a couple of wet washcloths. We lay them over us. We strip down. That's the TMI part. I mean, stripped. And we just, there was a sofa in there and a bed. And he laid on the sofa. I laid on the bed. Cranked up the air conditioner before we lay down to as high as it would go. And for an hour, we just laid there. I'm pretty certain that he was very, very close to, you know, there's heat exhaustion and there's heat stroke. I'm sure we both were in the heat exhaustion stage, but I think he was pretty close to the heat stroke. Even till the next morning, he still, it took him a little while to recover. And so it was, it was very disappointing, right? I mean, we basically sold, you might as well say nothing when you consider the cost of the travel and the booth and all of that stuff. And we're feeling horrible. Now, then the question would be, this is what made me think about this. Because we were talking about it. Do we leave? Should we stay? Are we committed? Da, da, da. And it made me think about the whole concept of quitting. And so, did we quit? You know, some people would say, they would say, um, you committed. Doesn't matter who's there. You got to stay. You promised to be there. People come. And, and listen, this show, we actually had heard something at one point about being a scam but that was when after we were already there and we were reading some of the things and talking to people and so to say we were committed and that people would expect us th- to be there I'm pretty sure they didn't really market it I'm pretty sure it was just if you happened to be in the part of the mall that was open now like all Macy's all those big you know anchor stores closed everything was closed but there were a few stores that seemed to have a little few cars so the only people I think who came there were people who happened to be in the mall and they were like, oh, what are those tents over there? Let me go see what it was. So I don't really think anybody was expecting us. But again, the question is, did we quit? Some people would say, yes, people expect you to be there. You committed. Other people would say, uh, no, get the heck out of there. So did we quit? Did we not quit? So as I was making some notes, I um, I mentioned, by the way, the other day on Facebook, Well, a couple of things. I said that you may have heard the phrase, you know, don't be a quitter. I think that's what I said. I don't really remember what I said. But how you feel about quitting is definitely connected to how you raised, your experiences, your beliefs, what you were taught, what you've heard. All of that affects the way you feel about quitting. And quitting right now, like the conversation is huge because of the pandemic. And I I am going to look down here because I went... Sometimes I just go to Wikipedia if I want a quick definition. And I mentioned in the Facebook post the other day that this conversation has really been forefront through the pandemic. And there were two things. I, one of them, I might have mentioned one but not the other. But the two things I wanted to mention that revolve around quitting are the great resignation and what's called quiet quitting. In case you're not familiar with both of these, again, quick Wikipedia definition. The Great Resignation is the term given to, sorry, all right, all right, wait, the Great Resignation, also known as the Big Quit and the Great Reshuffle, is an ongoing economic trend in which employees have voluntarily resigned or quit their jobs en masse beginning early 2021. Isn't it crazy how many new, like, words and phrases there are since the pandemic. So that's the great resignation that you probably have heard of. Quiet quitting is actually something that was new to me until a couple of weeks ago. Again, quick Wikipedia, it's hard to say quick Wikipedia, but this is how they define quiet quitting. An application of, quote, work to rule in which employees within defined work hours, I'm sorry, in which employees work within defined work hours and engage solely in activities within those hours. The philosophy of quiet quitting, despite the name, is not necessarily connected to quitting a job outright, but rather doing exactly what the job requires. Proponents of quiet quitting also refer to it as acting your wage. So basically it's saying that, I'm just gonna paraphrase now, that for all these years we've done work before work, after work, we're checking emails 24 seven, Now we're going to only work within defined work hours, no more, no less. It's fine. I don't mind it. I'm not passionate about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm not going to quit. But it's this phrase now that's become known as quiet quitting. And it's really frustrating for managers. That's a whole other topic that I'm not really well versed on right now. But this is what I mean by the concept of quitting has become forefront and I'm not only talking about work today. I'm just obviously because this, this show thing is what made me think about it. So I jot down four things. I, I said, what's the difference between quitting and being a quitter? So first, and I'm going to put this in the sh- all of this in the show notes, the Wikipedia stuff, all of this. So I, I had four things. Four things that I wanted us to look at and then some advice on each one. So number one is to first let's define those two words. So first let's just define the word quit. I'm not defining quitting, same thing. I'm just going to define the word quit. And this is very simple. This is just from Oxford language. Um, I'll read you a bunch. Um, Quit can be, and quit is a verb, that's the first thing. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. Quit is to, one thing could be to leave a place, usually permanently. I don't think we really use that in this way so much in the U.S., but a sentence is, he was ordered to quit the cabin immediately. I don't know who uses that, but I've never told somebody to quit out of my house. And then there's a more, they say it's informal, meaning resign from a job. For example, she quit her job in a pizza restaurant. And then there's using it to, again, as a a verb, to stop or discontinue something like quit moaning, quit whining, quit complaining. Um so that's quit. What about quitter? So in the Oxford language in the dictionary, a quitter is defined as a person who gives up easily or does not have the courage or determination to finish a task. So those are the two definitions. Way, way different. So that's the first thing is just to define it. And when I said I want to give you four things and talk a bit about each one, all I'm going to say is If you follow me, you know that I'm a big old word person. So if I'm going to use a word, I want to know what it means. So I'm going to say this again about quitter. I'm going to read this one again. A person who gives up easily or does not have the courage or determination to finish a task. In a sentence, he's a quitter. So make sure when you're struggling with something, and, and there are words involved that you're using to describe that something, know what those words mean. Know how you're using them. And that really takes me to number two. And number two I've referred to, but let's go further. So number two is to recognize that one is a verb, one is a noun. So what? let's use them in a sentence regarding leaving the show. Shall we? Here's what I wrote. Number one, for quit. Last weekend, we quit the art festival. Second one. Last week we were quitters. I don't know about you, but that second one sounds so awful and so wrong, and I don't like it. I'm not going to use it. I hope that it's not something that you use regularly in your life. So that takes me to number three. Now we need to assess. Because you know what? Sometimes we do quit on things. We give up easily because we're not courageous and up to doing the task. But for this particular one, and I should have said this earlier, but I hope you're keeping something in mind that maybe you have quit or left undone. Because let me just pause for a minute on this too. It could be quitting. I think I put this on Facebook. It could be that you picked up a hobby during the pandemic and then you're like, now I'm done with that. You quit that. It could be that you quit a job. It could be that you quit something, a class that you were taking, a book that you were reading. I mean, it could be anything. And sometimes, again, based on your raising, your values, what you learned growing up, all of that, it could be really hard for you and you could be very, you could be mean to yourself because you quit reading a book. So anyway, now I forget where I was. Okay, so number three was take the situation and assess. So I have to ask myself, Did we, and I'm going to read it again, give up easily because we did not have the courage or determination to finish the task? No, we absolutely did not do that. We were both on the verge of a heat stroke, him more than me. There were no people there. It was not marketed. It was on a hot, deserted mall parking lot. To be honest with you, I'm surprised that we did drive back later when we went out to get something to eat. And there were still some tents left, but a lot of people left. And a lot of people lived there. Probably most of the people who did that show lived in the area. Very few of us probably traveled. And for us, it was a huge disappointment because of the amount of money that we had invested in to get there. So anyway, and there are always to be lessons learned. We definitely learned some lessons for this. So absolutely, that is not the reason we were not quitters. But other situations, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to figure that out. I don't know if I have shared this with you before, but I am going to share something that is deeply personal. When I did quit a a job of sorts, it was contract position, and it was on March the 7th of this year. So back in January, maybe even December of 2021, I don't really remember, I began talking with a seminar company who did a lot of virtual seminars to do some contract work for them. And it looked like it was going to be such a great deal. The pay wasn't bad for, you know, it's a it's a webinar. So I stay in my house and do it. So the pay was pretty good. It was their, their topics. And they really didn't want us to change it or tailor it. So I didn't have to do a lot of prep work. It was simply their work. Um, they seemed like great people. And by the way, they still, I still believe that they are. So I want to say that. So the first one that I did was february 2nd i think so first session great second session great third session i think you get where i'm going with this it really went well until the one the one that did not go great so i was doing a class on business writing business writing is not my topic but i told them i would do it because it was their content and i just had to basically learn just the steps of their content but business writing was not my thing. So I taught the class and I knew, I knew it didn't go well. So I contacted the the sales rep who booked me. And I said, I don't think it went well. And she said, no, it didn't. Let's have a meeting. So we jumped on a meeting. It was later that day or the next day. And by the way, they had booked a part one and a part two. And I got on this call with this sales rep. And y'all... What I heard on that call, I've been speaking since, let's see, I left teaching in 1996. And even prior to then I was doing like teacher mentor training. So I've been speaking to adult groups for, I don't know, what does that make? Almost 20 years, probably close to 20 years. Nothing like this has ever happened to me. The feedback I got from this sales rep about the client, they said that I was offensive, They said that I wasn't prepared. They said that all I talked about was writing my dissertation, which had nothing to do with business, writing, okay, in the work world, and more. I was devastated, okay? I was devastated because not only did I get this feedback, what the sales rep said to me made it even worse because she said a couple of things. She said, have you even done virtual training before? They said you weren't prepared and you didn't know what you're doing which I had done virtual training, and the next thing she said was, and it just hurt me so bad, she said, I just don't know how I can trust you from here on out. Stab. What I wanted to do, especially based on, you know, if you follow my story, my original mental hospital stay was indirectly, of course, growing up with mental illness, but directly it was because of some negative feedback I received when I was student teaching But it wasn't as bad as this. And so the little girl in me, the PTSD in me, wanted to run and hide and crawl under a rock and quit right then and there. But I knew if I quit right then and there out of fear, out of not having the courage to complete, whatever you want to call it, that it would haunt me for a long time. Now, I almost said it would haunt me for the rest of my life, but I'm past letting things affect me for the rest of my life. But I knew it would affect me in a negative way. So I held on. I had some other sessions to finish. I gave it, so this I think happened on a, maybe on a Wednesday, maybe a Tuesday, because I had a couple of other sessions to do Wednesday, Thursday, and then I gave it the weekend. And over the weekend, I prayed, and I thought, and I organized, and I dissected. And what I realized, there's some things I, too long to go into, but One of the things I realized was I was spending a ton of time preparing, because although it was their topics, these were topics I didn't normally teach. So that was the first thing I realized: I was spending a ton of time prepping for these, and it wasn't even my own my own information. The second thing I realized was I was getting no joy at all out of this arrangement, and it wasn't going to help build me to do anything else. At that point, I made the decision to leave. And I sent what I think was a very nice email explaining that I said, you know, this isn't a result of the feedback I received, although I would be lying if I said it didn't play into it. But after, after evaluation, this is not a good fit for me. So was I a quitter? Again, no, this was not something that I easily did. Or that I did because I didn't have courage and determination. I'm going to go ahead and say it took courage to make the decision that I did. And I have not regretted it at all. It was not a good fit for me. And in fact, I'm doing some contract training for another company now that is all related to mental health. And even though it's mostly their content, I'm allowed to put my stories in. I'm allowed to put my take on it. I'm allowed to give extra advice. And it is the content that I love. Closing one door, open another. All right, so let me go back. Number one was to define your words, and we defined quit and quitter. Number two is to understand the difference This for these words, that one is a verb and one is a noun and what they mean. The third is to assess whether you are quitting or being a quitter based on those definitions. And number four, finally, honestly, can we just get rid of the word? To say, see, when you when you say, I am a quitter, that is putting an identity on you. And that is something I talk about all of the time, choosing your identities. Look, we, we know people, we can all think of someone right now who we would think is a quitter. You're thinking of someone right now. We've, we've, we've probably said it about someone else. We may have said it about us. I posted when I wrote the, the preview of this, and I put that on Facebook and I sent it out, and I, one of the things I put is, quitters never quit and winners, wait, quitters never win and winners never quit. And you heard the tone of my voice in that because that sets us up to think that we must walk through every door and stay in that room. We must never walk out of that door and go into another room. And that is just not true. We need to be making these decisions based on many things, our values, our spiritual beliefs, our goals, our goals our relationships, it is not that easy just to say that someone's a quitter because they have left something maybe even more than once. Here's what I tell my kids when it comes to work and if they wanna leave a job or get another job. What I say to them and what I say to myself is, as long as you can support yourself and you're happy and you're doing something that makes the world a better place, I'll help you and support you in any way that I can. And I don't mean support financially. I just mean I'm here to help you. So I hope that this made a little bit of sense to you. Um, I just really, it, it took me a minute. It was weird to leave that show. But I believe we absolutely did the right thing. We made a decision. It was time to leave. And I hope that you can be this way with yourself and analyze when it's time to leave something, whether it's a relationship, it's a job, it's a hobby. It's a a home you thought you'd live in forever. Whatever it is, remember these four things. Integrate them in your life. Share them with others. And share with me what you got out of this session. So thank you for joining me so much today on this first YouTube. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like or sound like, but we're just going to go with it. So I appreciate you so much being with me every week. As you know, we've changed to just consider yourself hugged, mental and emotional well-being. And then the specific part for women will take place in the Facebook group. So if you are a woman listening and you have not joined, the link will be in the show notes. Please comment, share, whether it's on the show notes, the blog, which together blog show notes, whether it's on Facebook, wherever it is, um, please let me know what you think about this topic. So that's all I have for you today. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.